When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. We are here to talk The Wire, and I am Lee, and with me is Todd. Todd, which episode of The Wire are you on now? Series or rather uh series year series anyway it's that's our it's show the, thank it's you it's the seventh episode <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch more of the wire i need to watch more of the wire i've only seen the first season which is and it's fantastic but there's a lot of stuff to watch yes. so oh, there, oh my gosh yes there's uh there's the grammys um you could watch that every night just record it and rewatch it because you always hope for a different winner right yeah, um, you can hope. You can hope. You can hope someone gets arrested after the show too. And yeah, that's that's, that's true. <clears throat> he was booked and arrested. Uh, Killer Mike a, for uh, a, a tradition unlike any other. That's right. I mean, Dominic West needs to win Album of the Year at some point. I think I didn't hear if Meryl Streep won for Best Audiobook. She was she was uh, nominated for the Big Three. I think it was Big Three, Big Tree, Big Three. Tree three I was, something. I, I thought it, I thought it was Good Night Moon. You know what? I would love to hear Meryl Streep read Good Night Moon. That would be fun. And then, and then on the B side because it's an album, then it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that's right. But, Get uh, the you know, f to sleep. That's which right. Was super. Uh, that was amazing. What a phenomenon that was. It's Snakes on the Moon. Um, and then that's, <laughs> that's the B side. And that should be the show. That's Snakes right. on the Moon. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one thing, too, before we start uh, completely is, uh, again, I have had a cold. Uh, so third time being sick. I, I blame, I, I, I don't know, blame it on the 49ers, I guess. I want to get into that, too, in just a second. But um, mm-hmm. actually, we'll start with that. So because I'll forget mm-hmm. because I'm drinking Wicked Weeds, Dr. Tank, Pineapple Dream. And I'm drinking Waterloo Brewing, Laker Red. And as always, we are sponsored by Jerry Remy's. Clearly, we both been drinking. What did we use? Wasn't it Jerry Remy's Bar and Grill on Boylston Street? Yeah, yeah. Jerry Remy's Bar and Grill. We should eat. I'm going to eat uh, Squidly Steph cheese string uh, right now, live on air. And then I'll give a review of it. I don't have to, actually, because I've had it before. It's. It's uh, this cheese. I, I would assume it would be spongy. It sounds like it should be a SpongeBob SquarePants thing. 
No, it's high cheese, like <clears throat> Nolan Ryan would throw. Why do all Italians stutter? That's how we're going to start this hard-hitting show. The reason I say that is because Republic, they put B, two Bs in it. Do they all stutter on Republic? Republic. Republic. Seriously, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's <laughs> I know. Wild Republica now. has two Bs. Why? Republica. Maybe it's the not. Maybe they just like the yeah. Maybe they like to hang on the B. Republica. Yes. Uh, so they okay. like to hang. They like to hang in Italy. They've done that in the past. Silly Italians. The Germans don't mm. even use B. They, in fact, they have an set, which is two S's put together. That's how efficient they are. But the Italians, they have to have two B's in Republica. Anyway, uh, so the hell are we going with this? Oh, I'll, I want to start with the Super Bowl. The uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Super Nine Bowl. minutes into the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven minutes into the show. That's right. Superb. <laughs> Superb Guys. Owl. It's the Superb Owl. It's not the Super Bowl because we can't say that, right? We're contractually banned. We have to say the big gang. So we're talking about the Superb Owl. I, that would be weird if somebody were to copyright and couldn't say Super Bowl. It would really cut down on how many people talked about it, I guess. Wouldn't it? That'd be interesting. It's like <laughs> you're hanging out with your friends at a bar and you say Super Bowl and there's like two guys from Good Elf going, Roger, come They're Italians. You. Spell bowl yeah. with three Bs. It's Super Bowl. So, um, yes, there's anyway, a gang coming. I don't understand the, and I, I, I've heard this on 12s. The hate. What don't you understand? No, I feel like we should be watching, um, do the right thing. No, I don't, I, I've heard 12s talk about this, but lots of others. Are you not watching do the right thing? I watch do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, it's always. And we have a, always in the background. Yeah. Always. Um, with Ollie, what's his name? Ollie. Frazier. Ollie Frazier. That's two people. Um, <laughs> no, Ollie Davis. Um, anyway, before I lose my voice. The thing Ozzie, that Ozzie Smith Davis. That's the man's name. Ozzie anyway, Newsom. Yes. As Mike McDonald, which we'll get to in a second. Yes, um, the 49ers and the Chiefs. I've heard, again, I've heard this from 12s and I've heard this from other fan bases. It's like, oh, you know, people just really want both teams to lose. Why? Why are we suddenly not liking the Chiefs? I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm I'm indifferent on the Chiefs. I guess I, I'm a Seahawks fan. I really don't care who else wins. I mean, I don't. I don't want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I don't like the Cowboys. But and yeah. I know the 49ers are an NFC rival, although a West rival, even though they're kind of hard to hate. Really, I mean, you know, oh, over time. No, they I mean, I, I don't want them to win. To, to me, it's like anyway. Yeah. My, yeah. my father. He used to always yeah. say, hand me a beer. And then he'd follow that with, <laughs> he'd follow that with, you know, if, if you have a favorite team, you want to lose to the team that wins the championship, because then you know where you stand compared to that team. And if right. the 49ers go on, they win the Super Bowl, at least this, the Seahawks lost, you know, they know where they are compared to this intro. Right. You lost team. to the, to the best team in the league. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which makes sense. And I don't know why the Chiefs are favored in this. That makes no sense. Um, the 49ers yeah. are the better team. But, it makes no sense. But I don't understand. Okay, I, so I see that from 12s. It makes sense. You don't want the 49ers to win. And and larger fan, the in, in general, fan bases everywhere, I don't know why they would dislike the 49ers so much. But, you know, whatever. But the Chiefs, I, I hate that we think that we don't want the Chiefs to win simply because they've won a lot lately. Who Who gives a crap? Good for them. 
I don't care. Well, I didn't well, dislike the Patriots because they were winning so much. I didn't like the Patriots because of certain personnel on the team and how they cheated. But the Chiefs, it's like, okay, I, sorry. Patrick Mahomes is almost impossible to dislike. Well, but his dad isn't. Anyway, and we'll get to that, too. No, uh, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, dude. Hey, Patrick, can you, can you hand me that beer? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And we need the we wire. Need to touch. We, we, speaking of, yeah, we do need to touch it. Well, we don't need to, but we will. But I think it comes from the same reason that people hate the Yankees, because people don't – a certain segment of society doesn't like that mentality of it's like, oh, this is the ruling – just like some people didn't like the Patriots York, for that. I think, I think it's the same thing. It's Kansas City, like, who gives a shit? I know, but it's like, it's just that, oh, it's like, it's so easy for Kansas City. It's not any easier for Kansas City than any other, any other team. Uh, and obviously, some of it is because of the Taylor Swift. I guess. Whatever. Which is stupid. You know, it's not even her fault. She has nothing to do with it. It's not like she says, hey, I need the publicity. He's like, you really? <laughs> I, I did that not like her. She needs that. I did not like her announcing that her new album would be coming out on the Grammys because I thought she knew that would take attention from other artists the next day when people were talking about the Grammys. But I mean, that's yeah. going to happen. But as far as the football game right. goes, no. there was a this 45 seconds on average. I think she's shown per game. It's like, and she's not shown during the play. It's not like oh they're lining <laughs> up and there's Taylor. They're watching her reaction. Yeah. They would do that. They, I mean. I don't, I don't I don't get that I, don't, I honestly don't get that either but that's really no reason to I don't know yeah I feel like that, I it's I been like brewing. It. Oh yeah I didn't like it when it first started in your because, because it was excessive but as we've talked about the networks and foxes to me is the worst they do that with everything especially if it ties into something they do how many times have we seen a show on Fox a game on Fox I'm sorry it's not a show although they seem to treat it like that. And it's like, oh, let's take a close-up of these two celebrities who are in the next Fox TV series. It's like, can we see the game? Yeah. And there would be times when they would miss parts of plays because they're showing, they're promoting some freaking show on Fox. Yep. You know why so, I hate the Red Sox? Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. And I was actually going to mention that because that was egregious. It's like, oh, let's let's hype the horrific remake of a good film. Because we produced it. It's like, can we see this freaking game instead of <laughs> or the, the two stars of the film that wouldn't be there at all if it weren't for the fact that you asked them to be there or it was contractually obligated to be there to hype the freaking movie? Fox is horribly, horribly bad with that kind of crap. So, you know, and it, so the whole thing with Taylor Swift being there, it's the same thing. I don't care for her music at all, but it's, it has nothing to do with her. It's just that style. I don't particularly care for that. It's like, you know, you want to take your daughter there. You want to take your son there. You like it. That's cool. It, art is subjective. I just don't like the networks hyping that. And that's all that. All, that's the only thing about it. But to like not root for the Chiefs because of what the network is doing. The Chiefs aren't doing that. If that's what Chiefs it is. I mean, I, I'm well, just, some case, we're just guessing. In some case, some case that's what it is, because I know we know for a fact that's what it is in some case, because there are actually people who say the only reason the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl is because that Pentagon psyop Taylor Swift can go out there and spread her propaganda. It's like, <clears throat> OK. Fine, whatever. 
you know, but it's like, I don't really care who wins this game, except for the fact that I don't want the Niners to win. It's like my brother said, it'd be really cool to see Purdy play well, because that's an awesome story, right? But have I don't, a 49 I, don't, I hate the state of Iowa, so no. <laughs> Personally, no. I don't know why. I'm just, I have nothing against Iowa. I've known one person that lived there, I think. Like, actually known that person. It's not like I know the members of Slipknot. Was it was it a person or was it a stock of corn that you knew in in disguise as a human? Um, I mean, she was then. I don't know. Nah, see, see, huh, huh, huh. Wore yellow and green all the time. And you thought, she's a Packers fan. And the more you thought about it, you thought, I don't know. Huh, she could be. Point. She she could be a corn plant from the <laughs> corn. Pentagon. That's what. That's what I should <laughs> yeah, should have called like, it. Hey, hey, corn plant, how's it going? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm George W. Bush giving everybody stupid nicknames. <clears throat> I uh, po- we just posted an article about how the uh, a, a good OC candidate for the Seahawks because we're kind of yes. backing into the big news should be Eric Bieniemy since he was let go and. Um, of the by the commanders because they felt like they wanted to and they wanted to failed i guess former head coaches on the yeah, they wanted to regress right it's like hey let's add this guy <laughs> but um he was, he was a disaster one of the responses on twitter just now was they should not he is hard on players and is tough to work with oh my gosh who mm-hmm. um, oh we don't want to somebody who's hard on players oh. okay so tomorrow the didn't succeed all those years Tomorrow we will be posting something on that very topic because we had talked about it and someone on this uh, discussion panel was lazy and it wasn't Lee, uh, but talking about dialing up the intensity in the Seahawks. It's Patrick Sr. Yeah, Patrick Sr. And well, otherwise known as Bubs on the wire. <laughs> no, Bubs. And I do feel for the guys. Like, obviously, he has an issue. Bubs? Yeah, right. he does. I mean, it's not good. So hopefully. He gets that straightened out, and I feel really bad. I, I do, for for a little Pat Mahomes, because I think that would be tend to be a distraction to find out that your father is facing a potential of ten year jail sentences. Like, Didn't they? Crap. Don't they have a? Well, we should not go dwell, delve into this, but I think don't they have a? I thought they weren't really speaking, but I might be wrong about that. Anyway, no matter what, I mean, it's still his dad, so you know. Oh, that's we're, at the, a, we're at the 13 minute uh, moment, so that means we should talk about what we're really here for. The Seattle Seahawks have hired a Harbaugh. Jay Harbaugh is now going to be there you go. teams coach for the Seahawks. It's all cyclical. We're going to have a Harbaugh on every team. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if Mike. Apparently, right? No, what we're really here to talk about is Mike McDonald being the named new head coach last week of the Seattle Seahawks. When we were. Um, we were supposed to do this podcast last week until my body decided to have a cold. And when I was getting ready for the podcast today, being whatever day you're listening to this, um, I it dawned on me like, well, it's been two weeks since Mike McDonald was hired. Right? And I was like, oh, no, it's been less than a week. It feels yeah. like it's been forever ago, hasn't it? It's I, just... I, I, I think because the Hawks were so late. In the hiring process, because they had to be, because they knew who right. they wanted. Well, they they had two candidates, and they had to wait for both of them. I mean, right. it's as simple as that. And happily for them, and Fangio's not working in Miami, so that left. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it worked out really well because it turns out McDonald wanted to come to Seattle, 
and uh, John Harbaugh posted that it's like it's like it was really he made it clear or it was clear to us whichever that he really wanted the Seattle job and there wasn't anything we could do to keep him and like and 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 I get him saying that but people reacting to it is like what could you possibly do to keep a defensive coordinator from taking a head coach job it's like you can't offer him any amount of money I mean you could have double the money say we're going to give you a 10 year guaranteed contract it's going to be 50 million it's like here it is he'd still take the head coaching job I mean if he's well, I mean, any kind ben of a Johnson didn't coach if he had even been I mean I'm assuming he would have been hired the commander's job either that or I've heard he right. interviewed horribly which Eric Bieniemy must do as well um and and they pulled out basically because he he wanted to save face but I mean that's kind of what but I I get your point I I agree it's if the guy with, if the guy really wants to be a head coach and that's the thing Johnson doesn't want to be a head coach yet I mean and, and, which is we'll get back to the Seahawks right but that whole thing is like now Washington is the commanders are saying is like ah yeah he interviewed terribly and he's like he was awful and he's coming back with his side of the story. You know, it's I heard, like I heard he interviewed poorly with the CR. I heard he was just a bad interview. And you know, it's like it's just like his press conference. And sometimes people read too much into an interview. It's the same thing as a college admissions. It's like, are you gonna look at SAT scores? Are you gonna look at three hours of work? Or are you gonna look at the body of work? Does it really matter that much how Man. the interview is? <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because yes. It, it, honestly, that's exactly the last company I worked for. It did not matter really what your body of work was. It mattered how you answered those star format interviews. How did the person yeah. interview? And and that's yeah. the that's the shame of it, right? And, and again, maybe Bianami doesn't have uh, other coaches have been hired who have a lesser pedigree than Eric Bianami. Um, oh, every year. Every freaking yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, every year. I mean, and, and we recycle. Nothing against Dan Quinn. I hope he does oh well in Commanders. I don't care. I mean, I'll, I like Dan Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they hired Mike, McDon- Mike, Mike McDonald. I almost said Mike McDaniel. That would have been weird. Oh, by the way. Um, but uh, very, I'm glad they hired. What's that? Very weird indeed, yeah. Yeah, oh. anyway, I went from the Dolphins to the – nobody even knew. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad they hired Mike mcdonald because i I feel like he's going to be a good coach now they it is interesting they went from the oldest coach in the nfl to the youngest and it's it's still shocking to me that until recently sean mcveigh was still the youngest head coach in the nfl because he got that rams job when he was 22 years old i guess but but i mean yeah in the womb and I, i think mcdonald has a lot to work with on the seahawks defense and i think once they clear up the communication they they might lose Bobby Wagner. I mean, he has no allegiance to the head coach now. Uh, maybe he does to the organization, but you know, players move on. I don't know if they want to give him five million dollars. They don't even have five million dollars right now to give him. But I, th- right. I feel like the the young. I feel like Draymond Jones is going to be a lot better under McDonald, and I feel like Reek Wollin is going to be a lot better because they're going to be like, oh, you're not tackling, then I'm sorry, you're not playing. It, it's not like under Pete Carroll, like okay, yeah. whatever. It's like you tackle or you don't. You're on the bench. Um, and, and talk about being harder on players. I mean, every, every coach is going to be harder on players than Pete Carroll was. McDonald basically said that too in his, in his press conference. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and they need that, um, to they some do. degree. I mean, they don't need Belichick, you know, whatever, but. Well, here, here's a, a sneak peek at 
what the University three, of Washington that now has uh, Carol and Belichick on the staff. <laughs> three you, I don't know if you've heard that, but Bel- the son of Bill is now the defensive coordinator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is kind of bizarre, right? But yeah. we always knew Carol and Belichick were going to end up together coaching. But that, but that's typically what we see when teams move on, especially in baseball, but in any sport is like a lot of times they'll have someone who's easier in the players and they'll yeah. move away. And if they do the right thing, they'll flip it over to someone who's more intense and more demanding. And Pete would always talk about accountability, but he didn't actually apply it. And I'm not knocking Pete Carroll, like clearly the best head coach in Seahawks history. I mean, that there's no doubt clearly one of the best coaches in NFL history. I mean, compare his, just go ahead and, and run the stats, compare him to Belichick, which some people still insist on uh, calling the best coach in, 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 in league history. And it's like, and without a certain player, what's his record? He's worse than mediocre. He's not even close to a 500 coach. He wasn't before him. He wasn't after him. You know, it, it's, it's a joke that anybody thought this guy, that the fact that Atlanta even interviewed the guy once later going twice tells me how awful the Atlanta organization is. Why are you talking to this guy? At least they didn't hire him. Uh, yeah. Give him credit. At least they're not that stupid. But why waste time talking to him? Like, the, the dude, the dude is mediocre. He always has been. He's never been anything but mediocre as a head coach. I'm not talking about I, as a I, I think you're wrong. I think Desmond Ritter is the second coming of, of Tom Brady. <laughs> well, we won't get the chance to find out, will we? <laughs> Guess not. You know, it's just, but, you know, they, because everything you see and everything you hear from his players, and that's the important part. It's not what he says. It's not what Mike McDonald says. It's what his players say. They talk about how intense his practices are. That's what this team needs. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how much Pete said they would have intense practices, they didn't. It's clear they didn't. And I think you hit on something there, which is the with the leadership. He, you know, hold players accountable. A lot of times he would rely on the to the core of the team, the leaders on the team to do that. Right. Right. And it, it could happen early in his career because you almost immediately exactly cam chancellor for instance they did the first year and then they had richard sherman and and you had players who would hold the other players accountable for that right but over time don't now exactly yeah i mean you have bobby wagner and he's probably the guy who would do it um gino's a leader but i don't know if he's the kind of leader who's gonna be richard sherman-esque you know none of them are that kind of guy i mean i'm i'm not not i know you're not knocking bad like bobby wagner's leadership skills or gino smith or Tyler Lockett, but those that's the core of this team, and none of them are that guy. None of them are the guy who's going to get in someone's face and say, you need to do, you need to step up, or we're going to have words. None of them are that guy. Yeah, but I mean, you and, think and about that. If Jamal credit. Adams had played on those teams and with yeah. Sherman and Chance, that, his, that does not happen. He, <laughs> yeah, it does it not just happen. Doesn't. Right. We never no, reach that level of, of no. oh, okay, I'm not playing, so I'm staying home or going home. And I'm not saying you don't need the kind of leadership of Geno Smith where he goes over and he talks to JSN and says, man, it's like, I got you. That's my bad. It's like, you're going to get there. And, of course, he was right. You need that kind of leadership, but you need something in addition to that. And the Seahawks didn't have that, and that's no fault of anyone. It's just how it was structured. But Pete needed to recognize that, and that's why Pete's not there. No, because players take after their, take the mentality of their coach unless they come into the league. Yeah. All together, like the Seahawks did in the early 2010s, right. 
with a different mentality. Yeah. And then Pete allows yeah. the players to be themselves. But eventually, over time, as we've seen, they they're all going to mirror Pete because it just don't have they they didn't have the opportunity to have the same kind of core because they were good. And, and I think part of that, I, part of that is when, when, when they're interviewing players, because obviously they interview players when they're going to draft them. And Pete was drafting players who fit his personality. So he's bringing in people or when they bring in free agents like Gino and they're talking to players and it's like, and Pete's, Pete recognizes that same mentality, that positivity. And Pete likes that. Cause who the hell doesn't like that? Everybody likes that. Well, that's, that's how life some people be. don't, and they sh- all should. I agree with that. Right, right. But Pete said, ah, I need that guy. And Pete wound up with too many of those guys and not enough of the hard asses who would just sit someone down like Richard Sherman or Michael Bennett or Cam Chancellor and say, mm, OK, this is done. It's like step up. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And they just didn't have that. And again, that speaks well of them as humans, but they need they need at least one guy in the football team that's respected by everybody. I'm not saying they don't have that guy, but n- no one that they'll listen to, no one that will listen to because they're all looking over Bobby Wagner or Tyler Lockett or Geno Smith is like all three of whom would be like, do you want them in your neighborhood? Do you want them to be your friend? Hell yes. Do you want them on your football team? Hell yes. But you need someone to step up. Well, now they got the coach who's going to enforce that. And you look at Leslie Frazier. Yeah, he's that that was, I'm glad you brought too. that up. I was going to I was going to get your thoughts on Frazier. He's Joe, that guy not, too. not Leslie. Joe. Yeah. God, Joe Frazier would be awesome. Um, <laughs> you look at his track record as a head coach and it's like, why are they bringing this guy in? And like uh, for one thing, he did have a good record for a year as a head coach. He stepped in and then they digressed and. Injuries happen, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like he never had a job again. This guy's been in the NFL for like a thousand years. Plus, who cares? He's not the head coach. Exactly. And he said he had four offers. You know, he took a year out. He had four offers. Argonauts. No, and the one, <laughs> the U-F-S-L-X-L, whatever the hell that thing's going to be. <laughs> um, and he had the opportunity. So they're the teams when the Seahawks called. He literally, I don't remember who was doing the art of the interview. I apologize. But uh, whoever was doing the interview said he had to cut the interview short because he had to go sign the contract for the Seahawks because that's who he wanted to work with because he had worked with Mike McDonald. One thing, too, is like he mentored McDonald. It wasn't the other way around. And he was excited to work with and for McDonald. That speaks volumes about this guy. Not only does he appreciate the mentality that McDonald brings. So what what you're saying is you think Leslie Frazier thinks that he can somehow push McDonald out of his job eventually and take over as head coach in Seattle. Week three, it's done. (laughs) That'd be quick. (laughs) 
Seahawks start off 2-0, and but for some reason, Leslie Frazier is the new head coach. He's going to read Putin's biography. He's like, huh, that worked. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's a huge hire because, again, like you said, the uh, youngest head coach in the league, um, no experience as a head coach, right? So, And now you bring in this guy who has four years, four and a half, obviously, uh, roughly years of experience as a head coach, nine years at the college level. It's like, yeah, it's NAII, whatever. But uh, still, this guy has 14 years experience of being the guy to call the shots. It's like, that's what Mike McDonald needs to, to hear in his ear. And like, ah, okay. Okay, so this is the situation. These are the options. And again, to keep that intensity up in practice so it carries over. So everybody knows, except for uh, the, the answer, everybody knows that what you do in practice carries over into the games. And for him, it didn't matter because the guy was unholy. But <clears throat> in a good way, in a good way, Christians don't get upset. So there's a good unholiness. Uh, there's oh, an oh, changing, case. The, changing the show now and we're going to talk about religion for the next 15 minutes <laughs> so i love that hire of, of bringing in leslie frazier is like that's he he brings in because like okay so mike mcdonald doesn't have the experience guess what now he does instant yeah. experience like that's a brilliant freaking hire plus at some point everybody gets the experience once they're a head coach it's like exactly i mean if you can be a head coach, you can be a head coach. I mean, yeah, he's going to have – do they expect to win the Super Bowl this year? No. I mean, he should make the defense better. The team may be better because of that. But right. at the same time, Hell, it's this, not like he's team, making decisions for a Super Bowl team. Right. Maybe, this, uh, hopefully, but that's not the expectation. This team was a few plays away from being 11-6. and six. I mean, you know, it's not like they were a terrible team. They were just a few plays away from being a Four better team than what they showed. <laughs> and, yeah, they were a few plays away from that, too. And people people who dog Geno Smith seem to forget that. I don't know how they miss the fact that he set NFL records with comebacks. It's like, yeah, we should do it in the beginning. It's like uh, – he, he was pretty terrible yesterday in the Pro Bowl, though. I, I hated to yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Three, I mean – Right. The, the problem was every quarterback – and the Pro Bowl means nothing. It's flag football. Right. But it did bother me that he he looked like the worst quarterback, even worse than Gardner Minshew, who I'm not even sure was why was out there. It shows how valuable showing up and playing in the Pro Bowl is now, I guess, when you have Gardner right. Minshew. No offense to Minshew, he's fine, but he's not a Pro Bowl quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, it bothered me too because you would hope I would hope he would have a better showing because all it does is reinforce like, see, see, he's like, yeah, he's not the best quarterback on the planet when he's playing with. Guys he's never seen before. They're like, okay, other guys did, but, you know, who cares? I only care uh, well, about what he does for the Seahawks. Right. I, and I agree with that, too, although I did love the last play when they stopped the AFC and they had Wagner with yeah. a spoon and love on the field. So, yeah, it's like, oh, there is talent on the Seahawks defense. It was just ill-used. I mean, they still got to fix linebackers and they, the safeties yeah. other than love. Um but I really feel like, you know, I'm, I don't expect them to re-sign Leonard Williams, but if they draft somebody like a defensive lineman first uh, in the first round, because I think they're going to go defense, surely. They won't go with a quarterback. That would be stupid. Um, in the first round of, of this draft. But Jones, yeah. I think it's going to be better. Um, Reed might be moved. Hopefully they bring in a nose tackle, but I think Reed's still a good player. 
Um, there's there's yeah. depth and talent at the cornerback spot. Uh, safety should be. I mean, Love's good. Diggs is. He had a bad season last year for Diggs, but if he comes back and you have Diggs and Love, I mean, that's that's okay. You just don't want Adams on the team. The linebacker yeah. should be totally rebuilt unless they can re-sign Jordan Brooks. Yeah, and as you pointed out, Diggs was better once they Adams was gone, and they because they never did realize, and they being Clint Hurt, uh, that Adams needed to be off the field. And once he couldn't be on it's the not field, not what I said. Todd, love, I said Diggs was better when there were no games. Okay. No, that that's true too. He was better. So once the no season games. was done, he looked a lot better. That's for sure because he wasn't out there playing. <laughs> but it's like we know the defense is going to be better. It's like it's for one thing. How could it be worse? I mean, and could it be? Sure. But it's not going to be. This guy is a defensive guru. I mean, he knows his stuff. He hasn't even hired a defensive coordinator yet. And as he makes clear, he's going to be calling the plays anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've, I've seen but, that. You know, couple, like, who's going to be the DC? It's like, well, I mean, they are going to have a big role, obviously, but they're not calling the sure. plays. The head coach is. So it's like <clears> what you really need is the offensive. You have to be right on the offensive coordinator. Right. And it has to be somebody that he can completely trust to run the offense. It can't be like, oh, here's another new guy. Which right, is weird exactly. because it's like Ryan Grubb. I, I mean, I get, yeah, yeah. you know, transitioning from college to pros, I still think there's a, a learning curve there. Um, mm, the guy from big. the Lions... I mean, maybe, coordinator. I, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see much more than what the D, and it's not like, oh, the D.C. doesn't matter. Of course, the D.C. matters because he does want to eventually turn that over to the D.C. But what hopefully maybe. what he does is bring in someone with a different background from him. So like you know, radically different departure for defense, but that still works. And then they can. You know, they can powwow and have a little bit of those conversations during the week <laughs> and maybe add maybe a few wrinkles to his defense. Maybe I'll slip my wrists if that happens. That would be terrible. Would um, be. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but it is going to be interesting, especially because the OC is, like you said, that's the thing, because that's not his forte. It's not like he doesn't know offense. He schemes against it. Pretty sure right. he could call offensive plays, but you want someone who knows exactly what the hell they're doing so he can just say all right show me your playbook run it and, and you know and just i'm busy running the team running the practices calling the plays he, he's got enough on his plate he he has to have absolute confidence at, like he would with any coordinator right like you know what you're going to be doing so <clears throat> that will be quite interesting to see what he does for the oc and there's so many candidates out there that's the benefit of talking to Eric Bieniemy, and like you'd said in pre-pro, hi Ted. There's been zero talk about Bieniemy in Seattle. So not not that I've seen, I haven't seen anything about the possibility of Bieniemy. Uh, not that that's a bad thing. It's well, just that just really changed though last this weekend, right? So maybe yeah. You know, was... But you know they knew as 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 soon as the old coach was out. As soon as Ron Rivera was out, everyone knew. It was like, mm, there's a good chance that they're going to change the good OC. Chance, yeah. So it's just it's just hmm, interesting that name hasn't popped up. Uh, we'll see. And it could be. It could be until after the Super Bowl before we see that, because there's a lot of buzz. It could be the passing coordinator for the for the Chiefs. So it might be another week. And then does it hurt? Like, again, we're seeing 
the dominoes fall in, right? We're seeing more and more teams. They're naming their DC. They're naming their OCs. Like, didn't exactly hurt the Seahawks to wait to name their head coach. No, yeah. So it, they're just waiting for the right guy to be available. I did see that, though. I saw, oh, why are they waiting so long? It's like, GCOS is being hired. It's not even anybody. It was like Morris was the only person on their list. Yeah. Like, who cares? Now they can wait forever. Yeah, exactly. It's That's the thing. It's like, they just want, yeah, it's like they just want the right person. It's like, do you want them to do a knee-jerk thing? It's like, oh, God, we got to rush. We got to get the right person before someone else does. It's like, dude, they made the right hire. I think uh, no. I think McDonald needs to bring in uh, John Harbaugh as his OC um, <laughs> and uh, go from there. It, it is interesting that the ties with the Harbaugh clan that this this team is uh, generating. So, yeah, which we will see. One no surprise. Reason, one reason I wouldn't I guess if they do draft a quarterback in the first round, it wouldn't surprise me if it was J.J. McCarthy. Right. Exactly. I would personally, I think that would be very cool. It's like if they can get him at 16, I don't want them to move up to get him. Yeah, I just don't think you, those Michigan really, guys, you know, Michigan cheats, they're cheaters. Um, and <laughs> There's no track record for uh, success in the pros among Michigan Michigan quarterbacks. Um, yeah, it'll. The only one I can name is Brian Greasy. There you go. That's the only one who's ever made any success at all. It's Brian Greasy uh, went to Michigan, right? I'm not making that up. Didn't he go to Michigan? Yeah, went to Michigan, okay. yeah. yeah. Broke his father's heart, but I go into Purdue. But hey, you know, I got to be my own man. Sure. Um, just like Peyton. <clears throat> just like Peyton. You know who would be a fine offensive coordinator? Are you talking about T- Peyton? No, T. Martin, because obviously it's not going to be Peyton. Peyton, yeah. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton would be a fun, fun as the OC, but wouldn't that be weird if Peyton Manning was your OC? And... It would be just a really weird dynamic because it would be odd to have your OC being about a thousand times more famous and respected than you are. (laughs) You would have to have a hell of an ego to be able to put that in check and say, "I'd be like being the tight end for the Chiefs or something." Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and you know, Peyton would be—he'd be hard on players probably because he—I mean, he knows. Oh, we know. He may not understand how he—he may not understand how he doesn't understand that those people aren't doing exactly what it's like magic johnson being the coach of the lakers right so i don't why are you not yeah a lot of times the best players do not make the best coaches and it's like ted williams is like one of the best in by many measurements the best hitter in baseball history and he was a horrible manager besides Bill hodges because he couldn't (laughs) figure out figure out it's like why the hell are you not getting it it's like because they don't have your natural talent dude you need someone who typically the best coaches often are guys who they had talent, but something either cut their career off or they just weren't quite good enough or never even but, played in the NFL. But, but they had to max. Exactly. But they had to maximize what they did have. So they learned how to play. They learned how to maximize what you have, because that's what coaches do. They maximize what you have, what you can do, not just, well, it's like, depend on your natural talent. It's like, you should pick up that ball two inches from the from the guy's hand. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's like, mm, <laughs> sorry, I ain't got 420 vision, bro. It's like, what am I supposed to do? And it, I think it would be Four. the same thing. A lot of people don't have 420 vision, probably. But yeah, I picture That may not help you hit the baseball, either. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, for, that's a fact. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Peyton, 
Peyton would definitely be demanding. It's like, does he have a mind for football? Uh, yeah, probably. But I think he would get so frustrated by like, it would be like the Saturday Night Live skit where he's screaming at the kids. <laughs> but it would be real life. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I don't have your brain. I'm like, look at your forehead. It's like, of course I don't have your brain. <laughs> Yeah, Half true. of it's taken up with football plays, but it, it, it would it, and maybe he would be a great coach. I personally would love it if he was coaching, but it would be I think that it would be a struggle because it often is with the best. Like like you said, with Magic Johnson, it's like he wasn't a great coach because no one sees the floor like these guys. Yeah. And it's just that they can't figure out is like it's hard for them to understand how to coach someone who doesn't have their capabilities because they've never had to deal with it. They don't understand the concept of it's like, what do you mean you can't see that play? What do you mean you can't see that quarter, that that play unfolding? It's like, dude, I saw it. And I was like, I'm not you. So, <laughs> well, that's that's all the time we have. So let's go ahead and put a number on it with M- Mike McDonald. Uh, how many seasons does he last in Seattle until he gets fired? I'm going to say uh, two. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's <laughs> like really. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, oh, we could guess how many wins they're gonna have, but who knows? We don't have. They haven't drafted anybody. They haven't signed free agents. We have no idea. Anybody saying that now, it's like yeah, there's not even a team. I mean, there's yeah. semblance of a team, but um, and since you said that, I'm gonna say eleven. Uh, because that's what 15, the One more than Pete. <laughs> <You know, clears throat> when he's 51 years old, which is ridiculous. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it is crazy, right? If, if, the oldest if, coach. Mike McDonald coaches Seattle for 15 years and then decides decides to retire at 51. He will still be two years younger than I am right now. I'm just sad. That's our show. Why are you the worst? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.